Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and we have a lot of news to recap on today's show. But before we do that, I do want to send out condolences to all the lives lost Sunday in the tragic helicopter crash in California that took the lives of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, who was 13 years old. Just one of the worst tragedies I think the sports world has ever seen. Everyone was rocked by the news on Sunday, so our thoughts are with Bryant's family and everyone who was affected by that helicopter crash. The Gators got some good news on Sunday as former Penn State wide receiver Justin Shorter announced that he will be headed to Gainesville after officially visiting Florida over the weekend. We'll discuss how those trips went and recap Florida's loss to Baylor on Saturday. But let's start with the news on Justin Shorter. We previewed his visit on Friday with Tyler Donahue from Lions 247 to get some more perspective on Shorter and what his addition could mean for this team. And I think most importantly, it addresses a glaring need that the Gators had in the 2020 class, and that was that wide receiver. And if you remember back in the early signing period, the Gators missed on some of their targets at that position. And I would even say that Billy Gonzalez, the receivers coach, faced some criticism from fans who were not happy with where Florida's wide receiver class was at. Now, they did have Leonard Manuel committed, as well as Mark Britt, who could play wide receiver or safety at the next level. But as far as the targets that the Gators were after, they missed on some of those guys leading up to the early signing period and on that day. And it left many questioning what Florida's receivers class was going to look like with four guys leaving from that position. And remember, at the time, Xavier Henderson, by all accounts, looked like a strong lean to Clemson, and the expectation was that he was going to go and play for the Tigers. Fast forward to the end of January, and the Gators have been able to get Xavier Henderson in the fold, and now they add Justin Shorter to the mix, a former five-star recruit. And when you consider those additions, as well as Jordan Pouncey, the transfer from Texas, Jaquavion Frazier's, who was an Under Armour All-American and signed with the Gators during the early signing period, with all of those commits and the potential additions of Leonard Manuel and Mark Britt, Billy Gonzalez and this staff have done an excellent job addressing the wide receiver position for next season and continuing to upgrade the talent on Florida's roster. I actually misspoke last week when I was talking about the addition of Shorter and what it would mean now that he has decided to come to Florida. In the 2020 season, the Gators will have six players on their roster who were five-star recruits coming out of high school. Now, last week, I said it would be five, but someone reminded me that Trevon Grimes was actually rated a five-star recruit by rivals coming out of high school. So with the addition of Shorter, you now have Trevon Grimes, you have Justin Shorter, as well as former Miami running back Lorenzo Lingard, Brenton Cox Jr., who transferred from Georgia last year, and the additions from the 2020 class of Gervon Dexter and Derek Wingo. So Damon and his staff have done a great job of going out and getting that type of elite talent that's going to take Florida to the next level. And certainly another guy who could help with that is four-star safety Avante Williams out of Deland, Florida. He is a top 100 overall prospect in the 24-7 sports composite rated the number two safety in the nation. And we spoke with Blake Alderman last week, who said that Georgia was going to be the biggest threat to Florida heading down this final stretch. Well, the Gators got good news this weekend 
as Williams was in town for his official visit, he tweeted out that he is no longer going to visit Georgia next weekend, which is huge news as they try to land Williams' commitment. Georgia had been really hard after him this past month, trying to get him on campus for an official visit. He had been to Athens before, but was still giving the Bulldogs a look as he backed off that Oregon pledge and was looking for a new school. I think most had considered the in-state Gators the team to beat, but Georgia had been able to convince him to come to campus next weekend, and that would have left Dan Mullen and this staff kind of sweating bullets to see what was going to happen leading up to National Signing Day. I think anytime you got a top 100 prospect that's going to Georgia right before he signs, it is cause for concern. There's no doubt about it. And the fact that they were able to get him on campus this weekend, show him a good time, and at least get him to shut down his visit to Georgia, that's definitely going to help Florida's chances on getting his signature the first Wednesday in February. Now, Williams didn't speak with any reporters on Sunday following his official visit to Florida, so not sure as of now what his plans are for next weekend and if he might go visit a school other than Georgia. But I think the fact that the Gators now don't have to worry about the Bulldogs and who knows, they might end up being the school that gets the last visit from him if he doesn't go anywhere next weekend. And if that's the case, certainly the writing could be on the wall that he is going to be a Florida Gator. And some other official visitors that we were monitoring this weekend were the two running backs in town, Jameer Gibbs and Ashad Clayton. Now, Gibbs is committed to Georgia Tech, but he has been the top target for the Gators at the position over the past month. They have been looking forward to this visit to see if they're going to be able to flip him. Now, he's still going to take an official visit to Georgia Tech next weekend, so they're going to have to wait that trip out and see what his final decision is going to be. But... Coming into this weekend, they had not extended an offer to Clayton, who's currently committed to Colorado out of New Orleans. He made his way to Gainesville this weekend, and not only did he get to check out Florida's campus, but he received an offer from the head coach himself. Dan Mullen personally extended that to him before he left on his trip. Now, he is scheduled to take an unofficial visit to Colorado Next weekend, before he makes his final decision, he's already taken an OV out there to check out the Buffaloes. So I think the fact that Gibbs did not decide to make a flip and is still scheduled to go to Georgia Tech next weekend and the staff at Florida made the decision to offer Clayton might suggest that they're feeling like Gibbs is more likely to stick with the Yellow Jackets, which are his hometown team, and that they're now going to try and get Clayton on board, who did spend the weekend with Chester Kimbrough, another New Orleans native on this Florida football team. And Mullen really likes what Clayton brings to the table at the running back position. Six foot, 200 pounds. He's ranked the number 17 back in the country, 164th overall, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Now, Florida is scheduled to host three-star running back Jalen White out of Alabama this coming weekend, but I do think the offer to Clayton kind of shows where the pecking order is for the Gators at that position. Four-star athlete Demarcus Beckwith out of Alabama also made his way to Gainesville this weekend, and all signs are pointing to the Gators as it stands right now. So all in all, this was a really productive weekend for Florida recruiting. They were able to get the commitment of Justin Shorter. They were able to get Avante Williams to cancel his trip to UGA. And they also extended an offer to Ashad Clayton, the Colorado running back commit. And I think another thing to watch for is if they were able to lock up four-star athlete Mark Britt, who is currently committed to Florida, unsigned right now, but he does have the national champs the LSU Tigers coming after him, trying to get a late flip. So his visit to Florida this past weekend was really important. When we come back from this break, we'll recap Florida's loss to Baylor on Saturday. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. 
If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Gators is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Gator fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Gator fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back into the show. The Florida basketball team was not able to get it done this past weekend against the top-ranked Baylor Bears. Now, they came into the game actually as a two-point favorite against Baylor, and that's the second weekend in a row that they were favored at home against a top-five opponent. As we all know, the weekend prior, they beat number 4 Auburn by 22 points, and they proved the odds makers right. But Vegas got it wrong on Saturday with Florida being the favorite over the Baylor Bears. Their players came out after the game and said they were motivated by the fact that they were underdogs coming into this matchup and I think came into the game with a chip on their shoulder. And even though Florida got off to a fast start in this game, leading 17-9 to after the first six minutes, from that point on, it was all Baylor. They closed out the first half with a 31-12 to run, and then they led by double digits pretty much the whole second half, and that's their 16th win in a row. And for the Gators, they shot 44% from the floor and had one of their worst nights of the season from downtown. Now, they actually started the game pretty well, hitting three of their first five shots from beyond the arc, but their next 12 the Gators just made one of them, and that came at the very end of the game. So they were 0 for 11 during a stretch in the game, finishing 4 for 17 for the night. And that is just not going to cut it against the number one team in the country, nor is Florida's free throw shooting. The Gators had three opportunities to cut the lead late in the second half and miss three consecutive one-on-one opportunities. The first two were by Kerry Blackshear, and the third was by Noah Locke, whose school record streak of 15 consecutive games with multiple three-pointers made came to an end against the Baylor Bears. Now, when Blackshear and Locke went to the free-throw line, had they hit their six foul shots, the Gators would have been trailing 59-51 to with 521 remaining in the game. Instead, the Baylor Bears stayed ahead 59-45, to and it was just too much of a gap for the Gators to close in on. And meanwhile, the Bears didn't have any trouble from the three-point line or from the charity stripe. They went 9-for-19 from downtown and 15-for-16 from the foul line. So they looked like the number one team in the country. They shut down Florida defensively. And here's what Mike White had to say after the game. Defensively, there's, there's a bunch of factors right now as to why uh, we didn't give Baylor a better game. Um, accountability is probably first and foremost, and the more that we can uh, grow our bench defensively, I think the, the more we can hold our starters more accountable. Um, some of it obviously is experience. Some of it is um, at times maybe playing a couple guys that we rely on pretty heavily, um, extended minutes, 
maybe too often, and that's on me. We got to evaluate that. Um, and then again, going back to earlier, some of it I think is the fact that uh, we've lost a little bit of edge as we see the ball going through the net more. Although tonight we didn't, and so, um, but we did early. We did early. Um, we've we've got to learn. This team has to learn. And this is what we've been preaching lately, that, that every possession potentially is the winning possession of the game, every possession. And we've got to stay in that possession. And uh, we, we, and that takes maturity. And uh, we're, we're an immature team right now. And, and uh, from a mental toughness standpoint, we're uh, nowhere near what it takes to be a championship-level team. I mentioned Noah Locke's three-point streak coming to an end. Andrew Nemhart also went 0 for 3 from downtown. Here's what White had to say about Florida's struggles from beyond the arc and how that affected their chances to win the game. Uh, they, they're just, they're on you. You know, they, um, they've got good length and speed and quickness. Um, they're prepared. Um, they're able to, to extend because they guard the bounce one-on-one so effectively to where the other four guys can stay a little bit more attached to the guys they're guarding more so than other defenses. Uh, we, we got them in rotations a few times and um, unfortunately actually missed those ones. Um, but we had a bunch of possessions where we couldn't really get them in rotations. Uh, and then we had some post touches where, um, you know, they came up empty as well. We, we just, um, I'm not sure we were great at anything offensively in the last 30 minutes. I, I like the start we got off to. Um, we played pretty well downhill in, in transition offense, like in the last five minutes with nothing to lose. I thought our press was effective again, uh, especially with that that one lineup uh, outside of that glaring possession where we're in a man-to-man press and somebody doesn't have a man. Um, We've got to be better. We've got to be better than that. Yeah, I'm sure it goes without saying, but when you guys go through a drought like that from beyond the arc, just how much does that hurt y'all's chances in a game like this? Well, especially when you're having little success in the paint, you got to you got to score some way. And then we've had other games where we we may be struggling in one or both of those categories, and we find a way to to live at the foul line and, and draw fouls, put pressure on the rim and convert the foul line. And, and uh, you guys know it better than I did, but I, I think we missed three front ends. My goodness, by good free throw shooters. And um, yeah, you know, to beat the number one team in the country, we, we got to make some of those. But it wasn't just offensive frustrations for this Florida basketball team. They had another defensive drop off, one of their worst performances of the season. Both Keontae Johnson and Kerry Blackshear said afterward that Florida had accountability issues against the Baylor Bears, and that was the root of their defensive problems. And Mike White did agree with that and said that first and foremost, accountability was the issue. But he also took it a step further. He did put some blame on himself, but he called out his players for the way that they played against Baylor, calling them immature, casual, and soft. Not a lot of signs that we're uh, making a big step with maturity outside of offensive flow and confidence and offensive execution at times. Obviously, Baylor made it look ugly for us at times tonight, but I, I did think we had a few open looks. If they go and you make a couple more free throws, you score 70 on those guys, which is um, pretty monumental against that defense, you know, based on their numbers this year. Um, defensively, though, uh, yeah, we're just we're, we're just 
or casual um, or soft. Um, we're, you know, at times we, we lack the discipline that the best defenses like Baylor and the country have. That's what we're striving for. Yeah, I, I hope everyone in our locker room is dissatisfied with where we are. One of the few who had a good game for the Gators was Keontae Johnson. He led all scorers with 20 points, and that's the third time this season that he's had a 20-point performance. Here's what he had to say following Florida's loss to Baylor. It's hit like a test of three years towards the end and beginning of the game. I just felt like we, uh, we was like everybody wasn't accountable on their defensive end. Like it was some people, like they would throw it to the big man, and if they would throw it to the big, they'd throw it out for the three. And it was like rotation. We was in the wrong spot, so. Yeah, uh, this is one of the bad defensive game. Uh, I mean, like beginning, we came out, like we came out strong uh, for the first like four minutes. Then we just like started slugging off on defense again. Like, they were just like getting the open threes, and some of the shots were contested. So, like we couldn't do nothing about it. But the other ones were like open threes, and we looked at the film at halftime. But me, I try to like just get my team more charges, like just to carry the energy over. Um, Scotty just like try to get stops. You know, you do blocks. So. Yeah the difference and just flight for us. Everybody feed off each other energy. So we were just trying to like get as much stop as we can. And you know, we fell short with that. Keontae, what wasn't working for you guys tonight from three? From three? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not even sure. I probably just not shooting with confidence as much. Did, uh, do you I, feel like they did a good job defending you all? Uh, I know. I mean, we had like a lot of open shots. So I just feel like uh, we just got to shoot more with confidence. How much does it hurt you guys when y'all aren't able to hit down shots like that from three? Um, I mean, our coaches preach uh, next play speed, so like just move on to the next play. Uh, just know the next shot gonna be going there, so that's so all we try to think about it. Did you feel you guys kind of did that near the end and start shooting without fear of repercussions? Uh, yes. I mean, towards the end, like I feel like we we know that we was down, and we needed to get a bucket, so everybody just starts shooting with confidence, knowing that shot gonna go in, and we start hitting more shots. So I feel like if we carried it over from the beginning of the game towards the end, we. She was better. How do you bounce back quickly, knowing you have to be back out here too soon? Uh, just come back tomorrow, focus. We got practice tomorrow, so come back tomorrow, focus. Um, watch the film study again, and then just learn from my mistakes. What's your assessment of them, of Baylor? I feel like they uh, they were good, like driving, kicking, getting their man open for the three. Uh, they was more connected than we guys, so they uh, they just played and just shot the ball with confidence, knowing they ball, um, the shots gonna go in. Knowing that we like, like we, at halftime we watched film and we seen like the open shots, so like they were just shooting with confidence, like they opening, like they worked on that. He posted knock down shots, so that's what they was doing, and we just like paid for it. How do you feel like the team will handle having an opportunity like this against the number one team and not being able to get it done? Um, I feel like uh, I mean we came in the game not like worrying about they was number one. I mean we knew they was, but our coach was preaching like they're just like another team like LSU. So just keep playing our game and just like just move on. Don't try to do too much. And, we tried to do that, but we just came up short. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we recap Florida's recruiting weekend, which included the commitment of former Penn State wide receiver Justin Shorter, and we also recap Florida's loss to Baylor, bringing you some postgame comments from Mike White and Keontae Johnson. On tomorrow's show, we'll get you ready for Florida's matchup against Mississippi State. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.